How you doing? Doing good. Am I am I all good? Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Love the stash. Dude, the quarantine stash we got going here. I, I hear you, man. I started growing the beard out for it. Yeah, this is my first this got- is my first attempt at face there. Um I've got I'm not gonna lie, it's not like that great. <laughs> but what's, you know, uh, it's what what's the response you've been getting? See, we started doing it because, like, my two teammates that I've been doing the kind of doing some quarantine with, uh, we were talking about, and we just thought it would be hilarious. So, you know, some laughs. Some people don't even notice it, which is, you know, even more painful than the laugh, I think. So, but over, overall, I, I think I might be keeping it. I don't know. Maybe it's the look. I, I think the, uh, the biggest compliment you can grow when growing a mustache is people saying how dirty and gross it is because that means it's fully there, you know? See, that's what I want. I need it, I need it fully there, maybe after a few months because I, I grow facial hair real weak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Footy and Coffee Conversations. I uh, got a guest here finally on the t- same time zone as me, so that's exciting. Um, um, if you want to just start by saying your name, what club you play for, and position. Yeah, so I'm Jacob Bushu. I'm 27 years old, and I play for FC Hakka in in Finland. Um, I'm a number eight or a number six. Sometimes pop up to number ten every now and then. So yeah, just whatever midfield. Some somewhere in the midfield. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, so to just get started, uh, talk briefly about your youth career, where you grew up, uh, kind of the process of, of playing as a young player. Were you thinking professional at that point and, and kind of that sort of going into that? Yeah, so I'm from Champaign, Illinois, which for people not familiar with like the Illinois area, it's like two, two and a half hours south of Chicago. Um, so I grew up playing for my hometown club till I was about... 13, maybe 14, one, you know, 13, 14. And I started playing up uh, for the Chicago Magic, which, you know, two, two and a half hours to drive up to practice, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, it was, parents were just epic, basically. Shout, shout out to the parents for driving. Crazy, yeah. It, yeah, which is wild. Um, yeah, so then I played Chicago Magic from when I was in eighth grade till um, junior in high school because so like you know club all that stuff and then academy was sophomore junior year through that whole process like all the college recruiting all that kind of stuff um i ended up picking indiana university i think around like april or may of my junior year and then i just like you know i was just thinking of ways to separate myself from other people and i had heard of people going early in other sports like in football uh you know going in the spring semester. So I was like, screw it, let's let's do this. Maybe I'll get an upper upper edge on some of the people that are coming with me because my class was very good. Yeah. Um, so I graduated early and I went to Indiana when I was 17. Now when you when you entered high school, were you thinking at all of, of graduating early or did that kind of just come about junior year? Yeah, that came about junior year. So it was just like, uh, he was talking to my brother basically so it was like i committed to indiana and maybe this was in the summer something like that and i'm just talking to my brother and he's like dude you should go you should go a semester early and i was like what you can even do that and he was like yeah just go ask your go ask your counselor and i was like yeah i mean screw it 
So I went and asked him and all I had to do was take two English classes instead of the one. Ba basically, that's all I had to do. And then I went, went a semester early and it, was, it worked out really well. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the college stuff, uh, you, you mentioned your brother. Uh, in high school, you had the privilege of playing under him. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what was that like? Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. Like it was, it was really, it was a really cool experience because he's ten years older than me. So, yeah, we, it's like kind of it's it's a little different because um, he's so much older than me. So it's not like such a close close rivalry. So like it's like half like uh, half brother, but half like almost like a parental figure to an extent. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, and he was living with me, or he was living with the family at the time. So, you know, I was 14, 15, he's doing the coaching, and he was really good at separating, you know, myself as a person and as a player. So, like, there wasn't any, like, he would scream at me all the time in practice, and stuff like that, if I was doing late, being lazy or some shit like that. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good experience, though. I loved it. And then it was the best our team my high school's ever done. We made it to the quarterfinals of state. We lost to not Nutria. Um, we're gone duty. Niqua Valley. Oh, Niqua Valley. Lost to Niqua so, Valley. So many good players at that school. So many. It was crazy how many good players they've had. They had like academy players coming off the bench and stuff my senior year. Oh, wow. But, but you had a lot of success your senior year. I uh, was at 24 goals and 12 assists. So not a bad. Yep, yep. Senior year. Yeah, yeah. I threw, got thrown up up top. I was, yeah, it was kind of a, that was an interesting one because I got mono all summer. So I missed the first three games of the year and then was just getting fit and all that stuff. But then by mid, mid season of that, I started getting on a roll. It was just, I was killing it up there. Now you come, you come from a family, obviously, of uh, a big soccer background. Your brother and sister both were good players. I think I saw you. You and your sister were the first time that siblings won, like, the player of the year or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, what, was, what was that like? Because uh, obviously you had your brother as a coach, but uh, do you think it, it helped you in your career uh, kind of having role models to look up to at a young age that had already done it before you? Yeah, for sure. Like, my sister, my sister was such a baller. Like, I think she had 100 and – 30 goals in high school or something something stupid like that so it was always like and she was seven years older than me my brother's 10 years older than me so and my brother had a really successful high school and his club team was also really good so i'm always looking up to that basically and i would go and play with them in the backyard and they would just just straight up no mercy they would just beat my ass all the time tell <laughs> <laughs> me so it helped a lot just like just watching them and seeing how they did things. But then it was also nice because it was kind of, um, you know, they've seen some, they, they had seen some stuff and they could give me some advice on, you know, some different choices to make and things like that to help my career go. So it was definitely beneficial to have them. Yeah. So then you get to Indiana. I, I want to know how that's like going in kind of by yourself then. If you're going in in January, you're you're not with your freshman class in the sense of, you know, figuring it out together in a group of people kind of, you know, that you can kind of bond with right off the bat. You come in just kind of as the lone soldier. What's that like that first semester? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I've never really thought about it that way. Um, 
I don't know. I was just really excited just to get there and get um, get going. It's such a good such a good program and all that stuff. And I love the coach Todd. Um, yeah, and a big a big thing for me was you know because I live so far away from uh, the Chicago Magic. It was basically you know I could only train I could only go up to the team training on Thursdays and then games on the weekends things like that. So then when I went to Indiana, now I could train every single day. So now I was just so pumped about that. So I wasn't really too focused on not being with people in my class or anything like that. It was more of just, I was focused at the task at hand and just improving then and trying to earn a spot. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, Indiana is kind of legendary for its success as a program. Um, obviously it's a, it's a place I think a lot of players even ones that we've interviewed have said that was kind of their dream school to go to. Um, what's it like signing for or committing to such a historic program? Yeah, signing in it, that was, that was really cool. It was kind of always, you know, I was always thinking that I would end up going to a pretty, pretty well-known, pretty well-known university, a pretty big program. That's what I wanted to do. I, uh, I wanted to compete for national championships. I didn't want to just, um, go to university basically I thought very highly of myself coming out of high school and all those things I thought I deserved to be at a program like that so when I finally signed at Indiana though and you know when I initially signed there it was it was Mike Freitag was going to be the coach but he got fired in that fall and Todd Yeagley came in he was at Wisconsin I loved him I almost yeah. went to Wisconsin because of him so then being able to be coached by Todd and also go to Indiana was just a, it was such a blessing. It was so, it was such a great experience. Um, and I really can't put into words how much that program's done for me over my career, not just in the four years I was there, but since then, how, how big time they've been. Yeah, it seems like you guys have a good, uh, strong brotherhood that stayed connected even when you leave and graduate and go on wherever. Yeah, and it's even like... Uh, if you went to Indiana, like the people older than you, like if they played soccer and all that kind of stuff, players older than you, they have respect for you. You have respect for them. The players younger as well, and you're always cheering for them. So it really is, it really is a brotherhood and it is a family at Indiana. And I, great university. Yeah. Um, what? So you you come in semester early. You kind of then have the ropes a little bit figured out of what the team's like, training that sort of thing. Uh, talk to us, I guess, your freshman year first kind of games are you are you playing a lot are you starting you know what's that like because obviously I think that's an interesting uh transition for most players because most players going to university were the best of whatever program they were at and so it's uh it's a different dynamic to now come in and be you know the the freshman again and have to earn your your stripes yeah so it was like uh I would say both the this, that first semester I was there and that fall semester were pretty similar on how it went. And, uh, I came in, I wasn't a, I guess you would say like a starter, like in permanent marker. It was like sometimes, sometimes not, but I was always playing. So, you know, I was basically coming in and I was playing any role that they would put me in at the very beginning is, you know, sometimes I play outside midfield. Sometimes I play outside back, both right and left. Sometimes I would come in at center midfield. Um, I think it was maybe after, oh, wow. yeah, I think it was maybe after, I would say six games, something like that. Then it was like I was, 
I was pretty much the the starting center midfielder with another freshman, Harrison Pets, um, for the rest of the season. And you know, it was a it was a good season for me, you know, personally, but also you know, as a team, it was it was good, but it wasn't like back to what Indiana University was for a little bit. Like we won the we won the mm -hmm. big. Big Ten Championship, but it was still like there was still so much for that group to do, basically. But I was, you know, I was fortunate that the coach, like Todd, really liked me. Um, and I was fortunate that he really respected the way I played. And he kind of gave me a chance and put me in and from pretty much the start. Yeah. So obviously it had a lot of success yourself. The program had a lot of success. Um, but how, how do you think you kind of separated yourself from – maybe you know other guys on the team that haven't been able to make it as successful what what separated you and maybe a few of the other guys from your team to to have the success you did you know further on in your career so when you're when you're asking this are you saying like what uh like my success professionally or are you saying like within college i within college like what what did you do differently than than maybe the some of the other guys on the team that separated you gotcha gotcha um, I think it's just kind of been the way I go about, I've always gone about things in training and still do to this day. It's like, I don't have like a, it's like the same intensity if it's a game or if it's practice, like I'll like, so it, it's it, some of my teammates like it. And sometimes it's not the best for them. Cause sometimes I'll, crack them. <laughs> but you know, like, uh, the intensity and in practice that I would bring every single day, no matter what I think was kind of what separated me from from a lot of my teammates and it was kind of and it was a unique energy and it's like a unique uh way of playing and it i do i'll do things that other people aren't willing to do basically and it's not that in a lot of things that i do well are things that anybody can do but they just won't essentially so that's kind of where i've made my niche through my college and professional career and it's just doing doing stuff that other people won't essentially which now as a coach myself, that is the most desirable player you can, can have because you can always find guys that want to do the fun stuff on the field. So yeah, yeah. Being, being willing to essentially sacrifice maybe some of the, the glory aspects and do the dirty work is a very uh, important and needed position. So that, that's good for you. Uh, real quick, on a side note, my first time at Indiana was at a, for a little five. So, oh, so that was a, a different experience, I think. Maybe. Little five is the little five's the best, man. That's such a fun week. We never got to like, you know, you don't get to fully experience it because, you know, you still have the spring season, but you still get to do it a little bit. And it's it's awesome. man. Yeah. I, after that, I was like, how do they ever win national championships with this sort of thing? Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely some temptations there. Yeah, so uh, 2012, you win the national championship. Uh, talk just about that experience, what that was like. Yeah, so that was, that was, a, it was obviously amazing. Um, so it was a pretty interesting season because it was, we were very good. Like we were a top 10 team pretty much the whole season. Like we were good, but we weren't like uh, unbelievable essentially. And then with, two games left in the regular season, I go down and I tear my meniscus and my MCL. Oh. So 
Yeah, it was, and it was weird. It was like I was just jogging back on a goal kick. It was a strange play. So, you know, I couldn't obviously finish out that game. And then there was one game left in the Big Ten. Couldn't play in that. And the trainers were essentially like, dude, you're done. Like, you can't. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't really jog. I was walking around all funny and all that stuff. So I'm, so I'm just so, so bummed out. And I remember we went we went bowling, and that weekend, and like you know, so the one that I tore was my left. So like if you've ever been bowling, like if you're right-handed, you land on your left leg. But I was landing on my other one. But there was one time I forgot to do it, and I put all this weight on my left leg, and I heard this huge like like huge ass pop and oh happened there like that can't be good all this stuff but then i show up to train the next uh the next day and my trainer's like hey do you want to try jogging and i'm like yeah i guess and all of a sudden this like hitches out of my out of my knee and like so i'm jogging i go back and he's like how did that feel i'm like well it didn't feel good at all but you know i could i could move basically i could move so he was like, okay, well, we'll take it day by day, basically. And then slowly I started being able to like run and sprint and those things. And then by the, le- we had like a Big Ten semifinal game or something like that. And they put me in for like 15 minutes, just see how my knee would do. And, you know, I did fine. We end up losing. So now we're on like a three game losing streak, four game losing streak, something like that. And our team is just in a straight meltdown mode, essentially. Um, but we go into the, we, luckily we get a seat in the tournament still. Like we get the 16 seat. So we get that first round by, which was huge. Okay. So then we come in and I'm, you know, I'm operating at 70, 80%, but I'm ready to, I'm like, I got to suck it up. I got to go, like, got to do it. Yeah. So we just, we got hot, man. And it was like, you know, we kind of had some like weird team dysfunction, almost like some of the. Some of the teammates didn't get along, all these things, but then everything just seemed to just like click at the right time, which is the benefit to American sports a lot of the times. So, you know, we get on the roll and it's just bang, 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 bang. And it's just like we couldn't get scored on all these things. I was playing out of position. I was playing attacking attacking midfielder, like underneath the forward, basically, just basically just zapping up all the energy I could and just trying to be a nuisance, essentially. (laughs) We end up winning the national championship and it was just such a – it was such a crazy feeling because it was it was something that I, you know, it had been like a three four year goal of mine. It was just like it finally happened. It was so amazing. Yeah. So at at that point, are you thinking professional soccer is next? Yeah, you know, I I had been thinking I wanted to play professionally for you know since I was nine. Like, yeah. it's what I've always wanted to do. It's all I've ever thought about basically. So, you know, at, at this point, when I win the national championship, then it was like, uh, you know, things are looking good. You know, um, I've been starting now for three years. Now I just need to have a good senior year, basically, and uh-huh. things will be good. So then talk about how, uh, how that happens. Are you looking MLS draft at that point? Yeah, 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 yeah. So at that, at that point, I'm really thinking, you know, started talking to the agent I ended up signing with, um, all these things. I'm thinking the MLS draft is like, essentially like it's going to happen. Basically is, is the, is the, is the way I was viewing it, which, you know, 
we can we can touch on that as well which has like been one of the biggest mistakes in my career is how I think I handled winning the national championship and then how things went into that senior season and kind of you know the senior year I'm not sure if you know about this but basically it was like the worst year that Indiana's ever had um, since yeah. the first year was my senior year and it was crazy because it was you know we won the national championship and we were returning like eight starters and we were adding you know Tommy Thompson Tanner Thompson um, and Dylan Mares all like we're new players so like we were so loaded yeah. oh wow it wow. was crazy yeah, you were stacked yeah but we end up having this like horrific season you know I think we lost like six seven games in overtime like crap like that um yeah but you know but it was it wasn't like i've actually gone back and looked at games <laughs> like this year even you know, we would yeah. good and like unlucky things would happen but at the same time it was like it was stupid mistakes that we were making you know stuff like that so um but that year like it put a big it was the first time i had ever been in a losing situation basically i didn't handle it mentally well um the team didn't handle it mentally well you know, it was something that I let that affect me for a long time, way longer than I should have. Um, and then that leads, you know, I will say I will say this about that team, which people don't talk about, though, is that we had to win the Big Ten tournament to uh, to make the NCAA tournament, which was a, you know, Indiana never not been in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And I think a lot of teams would have folded up and not got the job done. But, I mean, we won the Big Ten tournament. And that like that showed a lot of balls from a lot of our team, from my team. Also, uh, tell us how good your your program is if if uh, the worst year is winning the Big Ten tournament and still getting to the nationals. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's very that's very true. That's very true. That's very true. But yeah, so so then right after that, then it's um, you know, now I get invited to the MLS Combine, which is I think it was forty eight players, something like that, forty players. Um, and it was, I get invited to that, which, you know, it was another sign where I was like, okay, things are, things are still on the trajectory. Like things will still be okay. Um, you know, I go to the combine, everything's pretty much fine. They played me out of position. I played left back the whole time, which wasn't ideal, but you know, it is what it is. Um, my agent is still telling me, you know, Hey, don't worry about it. Like you're going to be first or second round pick in the draft. Like you'll be straight. I had other people telling me like, Hey, you're going to be good. I show up um, back to IU for the, for the draft day. And, you know, I'm like dressed like kind of nice, kind of snazzy, ready to roll. Um, day goes nothing. Don't get drafted. So, you know, that's already like, I already look like a jackass. Like I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, go through the weekend and then it was like the third and fourth round. So the supplemental draft was on like Tuesday or something like that. And I remember I had to drive back home. So I was back home in Champaign. I'm sitting in my basement, like watching this thing. You're just watching on the ticker. And I'm going by. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Wasn't seeing my name. Wasn't seeing my name. Wasn't seeing my name. And it goes through. And I went through the whole thing. Didn't even get drafted. So now I'm like, I'm like, what the, like, what is this? Like, what is going on? And uh, so then it was just like, okay, well, no issue. You know, it sucks. It hurts. You know, I, I felt bad. I felt like I was letting so many people down. I felt like I was letting myself down. It was such a low point. And then, um, 
And I was like, well, it's okay. We'll just, I'll go to the USL. Maybe an MLS team will bring me in. If not, I'll go over to Sweden, Finland, you know, some, just go another route. Mm-hmm. Go another- so, but the thing, the problem was I hired like this, a pretty big agent because, you know, I was, I was thinking I was going to go in the first or second round. So all of a sudden this agent basically just starts screwing me off. He's like, won't, won't return my calls, won't return my texts, all this crap. Uh, yeah, it was bad. So now I'm back. I'm just, but I got back. I went back to IU um, and they were letting me train there, which was, you know, incredible. Um, so I'm back there training. And, you know, I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping on my old teammate's couch, basically, and just waiting for calls. And, you know, they just weren't coming. They weren't coming. All these people are, uh, you know, getting trials that I've heard of and that I viewed myself as better, better players. than. but, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't getting looks anywhere. Yeah. So then it hits like April or May. And now I'm like, like, this is. This is crazy. Like, what am I going to do? So, you know, I'm still, and now at this point, I'm like, essentially, I'm living out of my car. Like, all my stuff is in my car. I'm sleeping on my friend's couch. Um, and then I was like, well, I just got to suck it. I got to figure out a way to make money. I got to do something. Like, I'm not going to give up, but it's just maybe it's just not in the cards this time for whatever reason. So I end up, you know, I'd been coaching since I was like 18, 19 years old. But now I was like, okay, so I contacted the club. They set me up with, so I could be, I could coach their 13, 14 year old team, basically. Okay. Make money that way. Um, and then I was just training, training at IU at the, you know, at their fields and things like that on my own. And just trying to stay as sharp as possible for whenever something can pop up. Um, and then, you know, it hit June or July, maybe. And St. Louis FC was going to be a new team. It was going to be a new team in the USL. And they said they, I could come into their, to their tryout in October. So then it was just all eyes there. Like, boom. Okay, fine. I finally have something to look forward to, at least. Like, I'll just boom, boom, boom. I'm going to train. Yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. So I end up, you know, going to the going to the trial in St. Louis and I do well and I get offered a contract and you know from there then the professional career gets going yeah so uh you play there for two seasons mm-hmm. what what's that like they obviously have a big fan base uh what's your experience playing in St. Louis yeah St. Louis was awesome like it was really cool um the first season when very well for me like it was it was it was pretty similar to my first years at indiana as well where like i was coming in i was a utility player basically they would just throw me in somewhere getting playing time and then eventually i earned a spot um playing center midfield so the first season went well for me personally um i was playing pretty well the fans were great um and all that and it was really nice too because you know scott gallagher was there was the youth program so i got to do a lot of coaching as well so it was it was a good experience um second year was a bit different for me um second year i went in and i got into like crazy shape in the off season i was just on fire like i was i was feeling so good and i came in i was falling out in the preseason um then you know you know 
I didn't see eye to eye with the coach on this one, but I wasn't getting I wasn't getting as much playing time. I wasn't starting the games I thought I was. Um, you know, again, I've, I've looked back on a lot, and I think the way I handled it wasn't the best. You know, I think I let that I think I let that get to my head so much, and I was letting my I was letting myself get down on these things that I couldn't control. And I was still playing a lot. Like I was getting yeah. used to utility play. You know, it's hard to hold down a spot when you're playing. I was played seven positions there you know I would, wow yeah i would go into i would get subbed there was four different games where i got subbed into a game and played three different positions <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it was tough but Unreal. but you know i could have i think i could have handled the situation better um i think if you know if i know now what i knew if i knew then what i knew now there you go um I think things may have turned out differently in that season, and but you know, I think I, I learned I learned a lot, and I wouldn't be where I am right now without what I learned in that season. Yeah, un unfortunately, uh, adversity is often the greatest teacher. So it's very true, and I mean, but that's where it's been. It's been like that always, and I think it's just like the key is being aware of it and being aware, looking back on yourself and being like, okay, I screwed up here. Now we're just gonna fix these things. Yeah, absolutely. So now, now we're getting to my uh, my favorite part of the story. Finally, get over to a great country that I love. Love um, you. End up you end up coming to to Finland, and I think uh, not to not to spoil anything of of what's coming next, but <laughs> I think you have like the the ultimate uh, foreign players' dream come true throughout your story in this country. Yeah, it's it's get it's getting there. I it's say, getting there. Like, I wouldn't. It's not done. We got yet. one thing left, right? I got a few things left, I think. Um, but so just talk about how how you ended up in Finland. Were you thinking about playing for another club in the U.S.? Kind of what was your thought process? Mm -hmm. So now it's it. So now it's the end of my second year in St. Louis, and I got I just tore my meniscus. That was a whole situation. So, but I knew, um, I knew I didn't want to go back to St. Louis. Uh, I need, I needed to just go somewhere else. I needed, I needed to go somewhere where they could see me as the player I thought I was basically and play me in the position I wanted. So I'm like, okay, we're just going to go different ways. Um, I ended up hiring, uh, Amo, who obviously you're familiar with. A lot of people are familiar with because I knew he could get players over to Scandinavia. Um, Oh, sorry. So, hire him, and what is it going down to? May, April, April. I'm still not hearing anything. Like, so I'm, so I'm back at, I'm back at Indiana training again. So again, like, great university, like unreal people. Um, I was having a tough time. I tore my meniscus. I needed someone to rehab the trainer was let me rehab. I was dating his daughter at the time, so that probably helped a little bit. So I'm I'm actually staying at their place and I'm just training because I think it's just gonna be, you know, I just gotta figure something out. Um, get a trial somewhere over in Scandinavia and then I'm just roll. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that's gonna happen in January, February, basically. So, you know, I'm just sitting there training, doing anything that can I stay in shape all those things and I just keep getting phone calls and it's like, yeah, this team's thinking about bringing you in. 
And I'm like, fantastic. So then two days go by, three days go by. Nah, nah, they're not bringing you in. What the hell is going on? Like, it's like this whole thing again. So it keeps going and it's just like everything. Like it's like fourth, fourth tier teams in Sweden. It's third tier teams in Finland. It's like all these teams are just saying no, basically. And I didn't, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah. I'm like, is this again? Like, this is nuts. I just couldn't, I could not understand it. And I remember like there was a day where it was, I was waiting on two teams in Finland that were in the, I think they were both in the third tier. One might even be in the fourth tier. And I'm sitting in my girlfriend's basement and Emil called me and he was, and it's like, it's March, it's late March. Like things are sketchy at this point. Yeah. And he called me and he said, no, dude. And I, and I remember just absolutely just like losing it. Like, you know, crying my eyes out. Like I couldn't believe this was happening again. Like all of, like, you know, straight PTSD stuff. Like from, from what I went through. Um, it was nuts. So then, you know, it was just like, okay, well, you just got to stay sharp. Something, something might happen. Something might happen. So then, you know, another week or two goes by. Me and my girlfriend break up. So now... So now you're kicked out. No more training in Indiana. Exactly. Now I'm kicked out. So now I have to go back home. And my mom's like, yo, what are you going to do? And I'm like, dude, I, I don't I don't Like, we'll figure it out, I guess. And, you know, maybe a week goes by. And finally, Amos like, okay, I got a team in Sweden in the fourth tier. Nordvarmlands, they'll bring you in. So like, you know, Kyle's like, shout out. So I'm like, so I'm like, all right, screw it. I like didn't even, I did not even look where uh, where this place was. I was like, screw it, let's go. Boom, book the tickets. Let's get out of here. So, you know, I get there. Luckily, Kaz was there. Um, so I had people to talk to and all this stuff. So I'm there for I'm there for a week, and play my play my test game. Things go fine, get offered a contract, and I call call Emil, and I'm like, yo, they finally, like, I finally got a contract, let's do this. And he's like, hey, before you do that, a team in Finland in the third tier will bring you there, which then is professional, so you could get a work permit. Because uh -huh. you know, that's a bit, it's a bit, it's a big deal. It's, it's dicey in Sweden. <laughs> very, very dicey. People get sent home, yeah. So, um, so I'm like, okay, I got to do it. So I pack my bags, take my flight over to Finland, bringing my, <laughs> I always packed everything with me. I was never expecting to go home. Um, but now at this point, dude, I got like a hundred bucks left in the bank account at most. Like I'm, oh, I'm struggling. Like this has to, like this has to be it basically. And I show up, it's a small town, you know, BK46, you're familiar with them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I play my trial game and I signed there and you know from there that's when the that's when the finish journey starts yeah uh Reed was asking was Malenko the coach at North Barnum's at, at that point oh dude I I couldn't even tell you I have no clue I have no clue I couldn't remember the coaches then <laughs> <laughs> all right so you you get to uh Finland you got 100 bucks in your bank account. It's either make it on this team or work at a greenhouse or something. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, you signed with the club. What, what's your first experience playing in, uh, in Finland and for this club, BK46? Yeah, it was, 
it was pretty interesting because it was I'm really grateful for the kind of the shit I had to put up with and being without some of the things because I don't think I would have handled the situation I was in very well coming out of college. Like if I was just thrown from college as a 20, 21 year old into my situation, I think I would have handled it differently. So, you know, the third tier of Finland, you have some players that are professional, some that are not like, that's just, it's just how it is. Um, so some people take it more seriously than others. Um, so, you know, I, we, luckily we had a good team and we had some good players on it. So we, so we did well in the league, but you know, I would go to practice and sometimes there'd be like four people there and there'd be no heads up. So it was just like, at, you know, at, the, at first I was like, like this, like, God, like this sucks. Um, I think which is also, it's funny because everyone in college is like, oh, I want to go pro. I want to go pro play somewhere. And you're like, wait a second. You don't know how good your facilities and stuff are in university. <laughs> yes. But it's also, it kind of make it makes you a little soft. It makes you think you a bit better than you are because that's how yes. I act like I remember like thinking how good I was. Like you weren't like, you weren't that great. You weren't even this whole thing. Okay. So, um, yeah, but then it was kind of like, okay, so what can I do? What can I do? Like, I have to, I have to get better. Like, that's just straight up. I have to get better if I want to do the things that I want to do. So then it just became like, you know, I would show up to training like hour and a half, two hours early and I would just technical, technical, technical on the days off me and my room, the guy that I lived with just straight technique all the time because it was an area I needed to improve on. So it was all passing, dribbling, all kinds of things. And it was like every day um, we were, we had a gym at the place we were staying at and we would go in there and we would do small technical things in there as well. So, you know, it was just putting in so much work in that year. And then the other big thing was I was getting a lot of playing time, um, which, you know, I didn't have in my second year in St. Louis, at least not at center midfield, like week in, week out, consistent playing time and it yeah. was also a way for me to get back you know um i'd been you know i hadn't lost games my entire life until i was a senior in college basically and then all of a sudden it had been like three years plus uh three years of losing because there's years in st louis we weren't doing good and then plus a year where i didn't even play so mentally i was my confidence was shot at this point so yeah. it was all really good to get into a situation where you know I was playing well and we were winning games and I was starting to you know my confidence started getting back up and it was such an important year for me both like uh, technically but like mentally like it was so massive that year for me and even though maybe it wasn't a level that um, maybe my maybe my skills maybe me as a player I thought I could have been playing higher but I don't think I would be as good of a player I am right now if I wasn't put into that situation. Mm, interesting. Yes. Um, so then from BK46, after that season, you know, we were really fighting for promotion. It was really close. We, all, we almost got promoted. We, we ended up finishing third, but it was like, if we would have won the last game, we would have gone to a playoff. Oh, wow. Anyways. Um, so then it's at the end of that and you know division two ends a month six weeks something like that before division one ends so 
um, our rival club, AFE, which is like 10 minutes away, was in Division One. So I called Amal. I was like, yo, can you see if you, I can go train with them? He was like, yeah, for sure. So I go over there and I go train with them for the last week or so. And, you know, I do my thing. I play well there. And then it was time to go back home to America. And so I come back and, you know, because I played well, um, then it was kind of looking, I wanted to stay in Finland. I wanted to, I really liked, uh, I really loved the country. I loved the league. I thought I was improving as a player. Um, so it was time to, this was going to be where, this was going to be my, my battleground. This is where I was going to do my thing. This is where I was going to become a, become a person, become the person mm -hmm. that I think. Um, so then it was, where, where, where's the next step? So, you know, there were, there was like a, there were talks like maybe I was going to be able to go on trials in Bakos League of Teams. Um, my coach at the time um, said that he would hook, like he was going to hook me up with a with a trial for a top league team. Coach ends up getting fired, falls through. You know, th you know things like that. The classics. Yeah, you know the the same story everybody has basically. Um, so, but then then it was, uh, you know, then it was okay. It came down to two places I need. I need still need to go on trial. Basically, it was either I was going to Haka or Afe, which I was at before. I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I'm looking at the two places, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to Haka. This club seems awesome. Like this seems like the place. Like they want to promote. They're a historic team. All these things. So tell Emil, like I'm going. I want to go on trial at Haka instead of Afe. So he's like, okay. So a few days go by. And no, like people aren't returning his calls. Like after they said they wanted to bring me in, all of a sudden now they're not returning his calls. All these things, I'm like, what is happening? So then, like four or five days, I'm like, screw this. Like, I can't, I can't be put in this situation again. Let's just go to Ave. So that ended up being such a blessing in disguise. Like it was because you know I went to went to Ave, and you know it's not. Like it's it's been a Division One team for like maybe four or five years, but it's not like a really big time club. Basically, right. they were always I think the highest they finished was like the spot above relegation in Division One. Right. So I show up there and I was a new player. There was a lot of new faces. You know, there's a lot of turnover at that club, and it was a new coach. It was a new Spanish coach, and he was phenomenal. And I learned so much from him. Like I got so much better in that year, um, and our team did fantastic. Like with with Five games left, six games left. We were in first place. Um, yeah, we ended up finishing third. Like we choked down the we choked down the stretch in the last uh, set. Which, yeah, like it sucked. It really sucked at the time, but at the same, it was like kind of a it was another learning experience, which like I took in, I took into account for the season I had last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then after if, you know, after that season, then. It was, you know, where am I going to go next, basically? And I, you know, I Afe was a, it was good, it was a great club, and I learned a lot there. But one thing, like, I wanted to go to a place that, like, we celebrated getting third place, like, big time. Like, we were so pumped about getting third, which is really great for that club. But that's not what I wanted. Like, I wanted to go to a place that if I fin that if we finished third, like, we would be pissed. Like, I wanted to finish first. I wanted to get promoted. The, the Indiana I, mindset. Yeah, but I thought, you know, I thought I deserved and wanted to be a league player. Like, that's why I came to Finland was to get into the mm -hmm. top top division. 
So, you know, I get done. I'm, I had a great season at eighth. Um, I thought for sure a top league team would take me in again. Um, but it didn't. And it is what it is. Um, but then Haka came and, you know, offered me a contract. They got a new coach. He really liked me. Um, and he was, you know, he's a Finnish legend. He's such a good coach. Uh, Temu Tainio, obviously you'd be familiar with the name. Um, yeah. But for those that don't, I mean, he's an ex-Tottenham player, IX. Like, he's, he jumps into our practice and he's still sick as hell. Um, but, you know, he raided me as a player. And, you know, it was a player, it was a place that I thought would, would help me out. And it was a place that they really wanted to promote. So I, so I signed there. And, you know, last season was, was incredible. We, you know, we crushed the league, essentially. Um, we didn't lose. We didn't lose a game until we won the league with like six games left or something like that. We won 15 straight games. Um, yeah, you guys were on fire. <laughs> yeah, we were killing people. Yeah, it was, it was a good season. Um, and then you know, I've also been lucky where the last you know, after six weeks, two months, or whatever, they did the captains, and I got selected as the captain here. Um, also at eighth, I was initially the third choice captain but then it essentially i ended up being the captain for the team there as well so now i've had two years of being the captain for professional sides where that's another thing where you know if things didn't work out the way they did i wouldn't have that experience as well but mm-hmm. you know now that now how the things things are rolling you know we got promoted um now with the coronavirus it makes things tricky but hopefully you know it'll be really cool to you know where i where i started out in finland you know and where i was at like right before coming over to finland and then being able to to lead a team out you know as a captain in the in the top league like that's that's incredible like that's unreal like it's such a i don't i don't i don't know how to explain it exactly but you know it's like yeah i thought i thought i was good enough to do it i always believed in myself that i could do something like this but now that it's now that i'm pulling it off and i think there's still so much more room for me to go up like it's it's really good it's it's good feeling it's a good situation to be in yeah i mean i think it's it's a good reminder because when you're living basically out of your car with no one you know, giving a call back to even give you a trial with any team and these, you know, you, you look back at these third or second division, third tier clubs that weren't, were saying no to you. And now if you could almost like, if they could be reminded that they let you through their hands and just like, it's, it's got to feel rewarding that the, the hard work, the, the perseverance and the commitment to continuing to work when, when things weren't going well, it's got to be re- rewarding for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, I'm a bit like, it's not, you know, it's, it's not maybe my best trait, but it's kind of got me along in some ways where I'm kind of, I'm pretty spiteful. Like I'll, you know, if someone didn't select me for something or something, I take it really personally and I take it to heart and I'm, it's more like, all right, I'll show you. I'll see what's, I'll, we'll see what's up in a little bit. Kind of one of like those. It. 
so you know that's definitely that's de that was definitely a driving thing where it was like okay like these guys didn't want to take me let's let's see a little bit let's see if they should have taken me let's see let's see i like it speaking of that now it's a good segue we're gonna have you name your bridges five-a-side team with no mls players see if see if anyone else will will be angry they weren't chosen by you and, and make I will look this. i've been i've been keeping an eye on these five-a-side teams i got i got some people to crack when i get back let them give them a little reminder <laughs> listen some of some of these teams i'm not sure i'm not sure if they'll ever make a good uh coach or manager with the decision making <laughs> okay so so definitely number one, and everyone's picked this, but I'm still I'm riding it. Jeff Gollingle, for sure. Like he's a his feet are so good, and he's perfect for the for that style of play where he's such a good shot stopper and all those things. Big advantage having him. Um, in the back, you definitely got to have you got you got to have Toach back there. You know, I mean, he's a professional indoor player, so it's a yeah. big big strength there. He's a winner. He's shown that at Louisville. Um, and you know, that, that shows up when you go play at bridges as well. Um, if I'm moving up to the, I'll go back to the back. I gotta, I still have to think about that second back. If I'm going up to the midfield, I'm throwing myself in there and you know, I know you're not, I know you're saying no MLS players, but I really want to put Chris Mueller in there, man. I think you should be able me throw him in for this one i love playing with him i love his mentality he's there every day he and he's a, he's pretty interesting because the first couple times i met him i wasn't so sure the first couple times i i played with him i wasn't so sure about him but then after playing from a little bit i'm like okay this guy's about it i like this guy i like yeah. this guy i love his mentality that guy grinds that guy's he's humble and all that stuff great player yeah, absolutely. I'm putting him in the midfield. I'm not, I'm not letting you not let you have him. Um, up top, you got to have Woj. I mean, he's a killer. He's a killer up there. Great big body to throw it up there, too. Um, and then the last person in the back, you know, maybe David Abador would be a good one. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking Reed. Okay. See, Thing about Reed, he tries his ass off every single time, mm -hmm. which is a big thing that plays a big thing when you're playing over at Bridges. Next thing is he'll he can hit some bangers too. So coming out from the back when you got the long shots there, you can count him for a few goals a day, and he's not gonna he's not gonna let off defensively. So I think it's I think that's my five right there. I mean that that's five that can all score and all work hard. So that's a. That's, that's that's my that's the biggest game changer is the guys who will work hard on those things. Yeah, I, I like, in man to man marking. Oh man, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is man marking, I guess. So you but got it, you got to have guys that work hard. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, talking about your career, how how do you continue to find ways to improve? You've obviously had a lot of success. You've continued to improve. Uh, shown by continuing to climb the ladder. How, how uh, every year do you kind of motivate yourself and find different ways to grow your game? Yeah, I think it's just, I think over the past like five, six years, I think I've taken a big step on how I do things. Just 
mentally, you know, you know, I had that, that down period after college and I just don't, I don't want to go back. I can't go back. I'm not going to let that happen. So now it's all about, um, you got to be really honest with yourself and the things you're lacking, but also the things you're good at and how you can improve those things. So it's always just, you know, looking at little things. So like, for example, I want, like, I'll watch a lot of games and I'll see a lot of, uh, a certain, this certain cross that a lot of center midfielders do where it's kind of like in a half space that's producing a lot of goals from a lot of players. Jordan Henderson does it great. So I've just been working mm -hmm. on that. Boom, boom, like mad repetitions the past, especially since this coronavirus thing, it's been the perfect time to do it. I've hit, can't even tell you how many times I've hit that cross. So now I'm thinking this season, Hey, I might get an assist or two off that. And that could be the difference on whatever place it's going to be. So it's kind of like that. So just being yeah. really, yeah, I like that. I, I like to, we've been kind of calling it a separation season right now. Yes. The, the ability, it's the first time players kind of have to take full ownership on themselves to if they're going to improve or if they're going to just waste the time. So I like to hear that you're working on something that, you know, realistically, yeah, might only happen a handful of times in the season, but you're, you're doing that and that might be the difference between, you know, the points you need at the end of the year or not. Exactly. And I think it's just, you know, it, it is, it is such a, it's a tough time and it's really hard for, I think a lot of people to stay motivated kind of, and there, there's, there's big, there's ups and downs. I mean, even with me, like there'll be some days where it's just like, you know, you're feeling down. I'm like, when is this season going to start? When is this going to happen? Mm -hmm. Oh, the, the work's not going to stop basically, no matter what my, emo like, no matter what my feelings are for the day, it's just, all right, I'm still going to get the work in. I'm still, I'm still doing it. Like, it's not even, it's not a, if this happens, it's just like, you tell yourself, like, you're, you're doing it. <laughs> like you're, you're doing it's not it. an option. Not an option. No, you're doing it, whether you like it or not, basically. So you might as well just want to do it. I like it. I like that. Non-negotiable. Exactly. Um, if you, if you could look back talking to yourself when you're 15 years old, what would you tell yourself? 15 years old. Um, you know, it's kind of, that's tricky. Cause it's like, to a certain extent, I kind of want to, because the thing is like in the system that it was in America, you know, you're only really playing against people that are like, uh, your age essentially yeah so the thing is like i was always a really good player um growing up and you know all for my club team i was always one of the better players so i had a lot of confidence and all that kind of stuff so i think it would be nice like if i could look back it would be nice to be like hey dude you're really good but you still have a lot of work to put in you need to improve in some of these areas but i think it would be really hard because you know it I think in Europe, maybe I would have been thrown into a, a first team training and I would have got my ass kicked. Yeah. And then, oh, okay. <laughs> I, need, I need to do these things, but I didn't have that experience really. So, you know, it, it would have been tough. Would I have listened to someone telling me that? I don't know. Because I've always been something where it's, you know, you do something, it doesn't work out. All right, now let's fix it. That's kind of where I've always been able to find my improvements on. Yeah. No, and that, that's something I really enjoy about the European system is you have players that are talented and show promise that are 16, but 
you get to throw them in a first team session or something and humble them a little bit, you know? Exactly. Like I would have, man, I would have loved for when I'm 16, 17 to actually get thrown into a first team and just get, just get smacked for a practice for like an entire week and just be like, damn, okay. I need, yeah. in the way some of these guys hit a ball and all those things, like it would have changed my game a lot. Go go into a tackle with a thirty year old with his strength. It's a it's a different yeah. thing. I probably <laughs> probably wouldn't have been as many as many tackles as I was. Hey man, uh, I appreciate you doing this, taking your time. Um, excited excited to see you be able to to lead your team out for the first time in the top league. That's obviously a, a huge accomplishment to you. Proud of you for that. Much respect for your your grind and your ability to move up. Any uh, final words you want to say, or did we cover everything? Nah, I think, you know, I think we covered it, and just anybody who's a younger player watching and all those things, like, you're going to have shitty times. Like, it's not going to be all uphill and all those things, and it's just about, you know, trying to keep a level head and just keep bouncing back. And eventually, if you just keep doing the right things, eventually things work out. And it may not be, you know, the way that you thought they – they were going to work out and the way you planned them to work out. But if you keep doing the right things day after day, eventually something good comes out. Love that. Love that. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Stay safe. Yep. Stay safe. Hopefully the season gets going soon. I hope so. All right. Take care, man. See you, man. Bye. Bye.